Hey, my friends, Skip here. Next episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, This is one of my uh, in-the-can episodes. I am recording it at 3.15 on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Because I'll bet you Monday morning I'm going to struggle to get up. So I want to make sure that I uh, honor my agreement to myself and to you, even though I don't know you. Uh, to uh, be diligent about giving these. <clears throat> As I said, I, uh, I may not give them every day, uh, but if I have a chance, uh, I will certainly record one. And, and here's my chance. Uh, I certainly have the idea or the uh, topic today that I want to talk about. So uh, let me grab a drink of water. If you're ever going to do your own podcast, keep water around, by the way. Just a little hint. And by the way, man, you know, do your own podcast. It's, it's a great way to express yourself. It's super easy. Anchor. I don't get paid by Anchor. I don't get anything free from Anchor. But man, it's easy to use. I am telling you. I want to talk about uh, the tendency for we humans to depend on others for our spirituality. Sounds strange, doesn't it? We like to think that we're independent, especially us in this country, in the United States. We like to think that, you know, we pull ourselves up by our own spiritual bootstraps or, you know, we sort of individualized spirituality to to the extreme. Um, However, (laughs) uh, although our spirituality is individual, what we often do is even though we consider it to be an individual effort, and it quite often is, we put spiritual concepts in our life that are about other people having done the spiritual work for us. It's a sort of codependency of spirituality, if you will. It's a sort of, uh, I'm going to rely on this other entity, this other person, this other institution, this other thing to be my spiritual path. I'm going to depend on someone else, someone else's spiritual growth to sort of get me there. Maybe they'll carry me there. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. I wish. I wish that uh, there was such a thing as uh, being able to piggyback on someone else's spirituality. There is not. There are people who can teach us to do the work, but the work is indeed ours to do. And there is no question about that at all. And uh, it's difficult work. And that's why a lot of people want to find a guru or a savior or someone else to do the work. So let me begin with this. Let me, let me, let me say this before I say any more. That anyone who says that they've done the work for you, And that all you need to do is believe X, Y, Z, and you'll be fine. Question that. (laughs) Please question that. Uh, You are the only one who can, to quote sort of Christian theology, work out your own salvation, work out your own enlightenment. There's no one else who can do it for you. But we have certainly formed many a religion 
many an idea. We, there have been, there's been many a cult developed on the idea that someone else is doing this work for you and that all you have to do is believe in them or listen to them. As a matter of fact, probably the, the biggest mistake uh, religious thinkers ever made was to believe that that's the way it works. Now, you got to have teachers, right? We, we have to have teachers. We have to have people who say, this is the path, you should take it. I'm all for that. I think that's very important. But what we can't have is someone or institutions that say, uh, we are the only path, or, or this person, or that person, or this theology, or that dogma is is the way. And if you just believe hard enough in that, then your ticket will be punched to whatever. Uh, God forbid wealth or a happy life or... No. <laughs> that, that's where all sorts of bizarre theologies derive from. This idea that, that if you just believe in something or someone or some entity or some institution, that somehow that is a, a shortcut. And that's really what we try to do, isn't it? I mean, it's what we humans always try to do. We always try to find some shortcut to things. Uh, you name it. <laughs> we, we try to find ways to have our cake and eat it too. It is part of the false programming that we are in. It is part of who we are. And unfortunately, we have carried that notion into our spiritual life. That we believe that there must be a shortcut. There must be this, there must be that. There, there must be a way I can do this where it doesn't really cost me anything, where I don't really have to change anything. And trust me, <coughs> there are plenty of religions, there are plenty of ideas and concepts out there that will tell you that's true, but it's not. Let me tell you where I learned this lesson. Most value, one of the most valuable lessons I learned on my spiritual journey was when I, when I quit drinking back in the early 90s, quit drinking and doing drugs, and, and got serious about sobriety. Um, now, I, I will tell you that I, I've not made it <laughs> those 30 years without a couple uh, missteps, but for the most part, um, I began my journey of sobriety in, in the early 90s. And, and I walked into uh, 12-step meetings where they talked about just getting real. You know, uh, this is the work you have to do. And there's the path. The path are those 12 steps. But you have to do them. No one else here is going to do that for you. And it, it was really a, an awakening for me because up until then, I was taught that religion which is a matter of adhering to a few beliefs, being convinced of a few concepts. And although, you know, I probably wouldn't have said it in those words, that was really the gist of it. That's, that's what I was taught. If you could just say in Jesus' name, if you can just believe this, you're good, man. You're all good. You're golden, right? What 12-step taught me was that there's work and that... Ultimately, what the writings of Jesus taught me was that he was asking me, asking us to not form some institution, 
but to do that work of enlightenment ourselves. In the same way with Buddha, the same way with Lao Tzu, the same way with all the saints and mystics that I've read over the years, that these were people who were pointing back at me, saying, the work is in you. The work has to be done within you, and therefore you are the one that has to do it. The spirit of love, the spirit of creativity, the spirit of energy that you have will be there to assist, to guide, to direct, uh, to borrow another theological term, to save if need be, but you got to do the work. And man, was that a shock. (laughs) I think the world is geared towards, folks, is really geared towards this idea that all I really have to do is, is get my ticket punched in certain ways. You know, all I have to do is believe the right thing, or all I have to do is enough meditation, or all I have to do is enough service, or all I have to do is enough yoga, or all I have to do is take this sacrament, or, or have some water put on me in a baptism, or etc., etc. And I'm not picking on any one religion. I'm saying that what we have established is this sort of transactional idea that if I just do that, then I'll get what I need. And that is a false notion of spirituality. That is not the way this works. It's far more difficult than that. There is no ticket punching that's going on. There is personal growth. And if we're not careful, we're going to spend a lot of time trying to get our ticket punched by what we believe to enlightenment or to heaven or to whatever. And our life is going to get behind us. It's, it's, we're going to have lived a life and not grown into our own authenticity at all. So there is no ticket punch spirituality. There is no way in which you can make some arrangement or go into the right building or take the right catechisms or the right teachings. There are things in the world that can point you inward, but if they don't point inward, then they're not worth doing. So let's say you have found a religion and you have support with those folks, that's great. Uh, But that religion really needs to point inward. That religion really needs to say to you, the work has to be done inside, inside your spirit, inside your being, inside. That tr- it, it's a transformative thing. And if, if your religion tries to make that easy, um, uh, folks, be careful, okay? Uh, a lot of people say that they know this uh, for a fact, and what they really know is their own concept. There have been, over the years, many groups of people who have believed in things and ended up not being true. Uh, there was a group called the Millerites back in the 1800s that believed that the leader knew when the end of the world was coming. So these people sold all that they had. Uh, you know, they went out to the hilltop, and guess what didn't happen? Uh, the end didn't come. And guess what did happen? They had nowhere to go. They had no place to return to because they had so fervently believed that this person or this idea was going to be their ticket punch to some sort of ecstasy, to some sort of heaven. Give you another example. In World War II, 
when Japan started losing, uh, they started sending kamikaze pilots to crash into uh, American ships. Kamikaze pilots were, were convinced, were told, that if they would make this sacrifice for their emperor, there would be a special place in heaven for them. Uh, there you have it again, a ticket punch, right? Or uh, I've been watching some really serious shows about September 11th. Every time we come up on that anniversary, it'll be the 21st year since that happened. That's hard to believe. I watch a lot of these shows and I'm reminded that the people who flew those planes into those buildings, they thought their ticket was punched. They were told, if, if you just believe this, then you can do that. And worse yet, just like the kamikaze pilots, uh, because you believe the right thing, those who you kill don't matter because they don't believe the right thing. You see, folks, this is where this leads. This idea of us and them, this idea of um, believing just the right thing. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I'll probably publish this tomorrow morning. But uh, I'm going to leave you... Uh, with this, you know, there is, no, there is no way to get your spiritual ticket punched. There is no entity, there is no uh, religion, uh, there is no uh, dogma, there is no set of beliefs that somehow are going to short-circuit, shortcut your transformation and spiritual growth. You have to do it. And I pray, I hope, I wish, I, I sincerely hope that this podcast helps you in some way do that. Okay, friends, uh, take care of yourselves. Stay cool out there if you're in the heat. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.